0: Welcome back to COVID Chat with Kat. Today, we're gonna talk a little bit about some legal issues that may have come up. Uh, There were some questions circulating that concerned the laws around HIPAA and what might happen if uh, you decide not to get the vaccination or apply for an exemption and uh, what kind of consequences there might be for that. Um, With us here today, we have Mr. Smith. He's our senior counsel. He's gonna help us answer some of these questions and hopefully we'll answer all of your questions. How about the first question we have? Are your constitutional rights waived when UCMJ is invoked upon enlistment or commission?
1: Um, Well, no, your constitutional rights are never waived. What happens when you enter the military is because of military, I'll say necessities, readiness, health and safety, Certain constitutional rights are restricted. You never lose constitutional rights in the United States, but there are some restrictions.
0: What might some of those restrictions be? Just elaborate a little.
1: Well, like I said, it's really readiness and health and safety. So all of us who were in the military or are in the military, I keep forgetting I'm not in the military anymore. um, All of us had a whole slew of shots, for example, when we went to basic training. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a ton of them. Those were a requirement to be in the military. They're not a requirement to live in the United States. They are a requirement for some schools and stuff. But that's a restriction on your constitutional rights. It's not a waiver. They don't go away.
0: Okay. So if I didn't want to get the flu shot, would that fall into the same category?
1: Yes. So uh, in the military, because of readiness or health and safety of the force, there are various things you have to do. For example, you have to be physically fit. You have to pass a fitness test. You have to uh, have certain minimum requirements in terms of your physical health. There are certain diseases, for example, that are uh, not, that are service disqualifying. So there are certain things you just have to do. The flu shot, Historically, the flu shot has always been mandated. It is one of the shots you get when you go to basic training. It hasn't been you get it or you have to get out. So it has been treated a little bit different. It has never been you can't deploy that I'm aware of without a flu shot. Uh, So it's a little different than the current COVID vaccine.
0: And is that probably because the supply is more available overseas because it's a more established vaccination or is...
1: It could be, it could be. Uh, I know people who've gotten the flu shot while deployed when it comes out and it is seasonal, so it isn't something that's always available.
0: Right, right. So if I don't get the COVID shot, what would happen to me?
1: Well, currently the best answer I can give for National Guard members is we don't really know. The reality is if it's a requirement for schools, deployability, readiness, It has been mandated. It's gonna be required. If you don't get it, probably at some point, you are going to be at risk of having to be separated from the military, just like any other condition that you can't meet to stay in the military.
0: So if I know that separation is a possibility. Is there an option to do that voluntarily or do I have to wait for somebody to administratively discharge me?
1: Well, uh, under both the AFI, I have to make sure I get it right, 36-3209 and the Army Reg, 135-178, uh, there is uh, what's called a voluntary separation, which it's for your own convenience. Uh, it's used for uh, a lot of folks when they get pregnant or they have young children issues and it becomes difficult for them to stay in the military. Uh, And that is available to anybody. The basis would be whatever you want to say, like, I don't want to get the COVID vaccine. Uh, And there is a process already set up through both G1 on the army side and FSS on the air side to do that. It's not mandatory. You can ask and you could be told no.
0: Okay, good to know. So How would you address the worries about um, HIPAA concerns and and being mandated to say whether we're vaccinated or not?
1: Right, Um, talked about this a lot. We've (laughs) talked about it. HIPAA is an interesting piece of federal law. What a lot of people forget is there is in the law what's called the military command exception to HIPAA. And basically that says that if military command broadly defined has a need to know and can articulate a reason to know your physical medical well-being, then they can ask and it's not a HIPAA violation. Perfect example is you have surgery, you're tapped to go deploy, they can ask your provider, can you deploy? Have you recovered enough to deploy even if you're not totally recovered? In the COVID case, you, if if COVID vaccines are are considered required for deployability, they can ask you have you had the vaccine and they can ask you to prove it. Not a HIPAA violation, specifically excluded under federal law, under the military command exception.
0: So, is that something that we would see if we wanted to get on an airline that required the HIPAA card or sorry the uh, the COVID card? Well, that's, that that's an interesting issue.
1: So, my understanding it's still kind of in flux. But my understanding, what the current administration is pushing for is essentially an OSHA requirement for proof of vaccine. And that's if OSHA, the Occupational Health and Safety Administration, says for public safety, you have to be able to prove that before you get in the confined space of an airline, airliner, then they could make you prove it. Currently, it's being done uh, kind of under an emergency rule. But beyond that, I can't really tell you. But that's how they get there is they call it a public health problem under OSHA.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Let's see. Another question we had here uh, was the potential impact on military readiness, uh, health, and safety. If you could explain further about the the DODI 1300.17 Section 1.2 Paragraph B, <laughs> which happens to be the religious exemption, am I correct?
1: Right, it's, it talks about religious freedom in the military, I think is the title of that DODI. And that particular paragraph talks about religious accommodations. So in the military, you can ask for a religious accommodation. Uh, typically, the two, two seen most prevalently is some religions, you're supposed to wear a beard you're not supposed to shave uh, for men. That's a religious accommodation. The other is various headgear under various uh, organized religions. The distinction for the COVID vaccine that is difficult is the religious accommodation in that very DODI says, unless it's, ne- unless it's contrary to medical readiness or health and safety. So those where those two things come from they are a restriction on requesting a religious accommodation. So under the current scheme where you can ask for a religious exception to the COVID vaccine mandate, to use the word that everybody's banding about, (laughs) um, you can ask for that uh, and you might get a temporary or even a permanent exception That keeps you from being forced, so to speak, to get the vaccine, but it doesn't necessarily keep you from, at some point, being separated from the military. Okay. If it's considered necessary for readiness and health and safety.
0: Right. Right. I'll just flip over here. Um, And I think the last thing that we had that was a big... Uh, deal that people were talking about was the Nuremberg Code. Can you <laughs> expand on that a little bit?
1: Right, I had to look that up. I've heard about that years and years ago. So Nuremberg, the Nuremberg Trials at the close of World War II They tried a bunch of, of the Nazis from Nazi Germany The Nuremberg Code came out of the trials and inquiry into some of the medical experimentation done by the Nazis at the inter, in the concentration camps The code really was developed, I had to look it up, 1947 and it really has 10 components, really having to do with medical ex- experimentation. And it required consent of the subject. It required a bunch of things like that. There had to be a greater purpose. It, it had to be uh, the possibility of, of the subject's uh, health being impacted negatively long-term, it had to be weighed against what you're trying to find out. Uh, so really kind of, in today's world, very common sense but it was really geared towards experimentation. The COVID vaccine, under the current scientific thought, as I'm aware of it, is not considered experimental anymore. So the the Nuremberg Code doesn't really apply.
0: Okay. Do you know how long they've been researching this vaccine? Do you have any of that knowledge? Um, or?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, this particular vaccine, you know, only since COVID showed up at the at the beginning of 2020. The The type of vaccine has been under development for my understanding and my reading over 10 years. It was just adopted or adapted for the COVID virus.
0: Okay. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add?
1: Well, one of the things we keep talking about is, you know, what's going to happen to me? And we really don't know yet if you decline to get the vaccine. Uh, however, everything I'm seeing is it will be kind of a progressive discipline kind of thing when and if we get there Um, so you know you'll you'll get an order to get the shot if you don't get the order you'll you'll be counseled and then letter of counseling letter of reprimand and then potentially separation down the road Um, don't know how it's all going to play out particularly for the guard the active duty it's a little more clear because they own you 24 7 so to speak for our drill status guardsmen it's very much not clear so we're still kind of fighting over that
0: Always seems to be clear as mud in the guard. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's why they hire people like me.
0: To see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, sir, I think that's all of the questions I have for you, unless you wanted to add anything else at the end.
1: Nope, nope except, uh, you know, I'll say uh, in talking with our lawyers, uh, we wish there was more concrete guidance and we're told it's in the works for the guard, um, So all I can tell people is you you just gotta make a choice. It's like so many things in life. If you wanna maintain your military career, I know having sat down with the general officers the senior leaders on both the Army and the air side, as we've struggled through some of these issues, they very much don't wanna lose anybody. That is their desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that we have to deal with this COVID vaccine very much goes against General Porter's number one priority which is strength so that we have the people to do our job, but also it's because we care about the people and they really do. They don't want people who are highly trained professionals in our military force to be lost because we value each and every one of them. So I I can definitely tell folks having sat with the, the senior leadership of the Wyoming guard, they really don't want this to impact people's career. But like we all know, we're part of a military organization, we're not alone, we have to meet the federal mandates, and right. so we get stuck a little bit, so thanks.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today. I truly appreciate you coming on and giving us some of your, your legal expertise there. Um, and if you have any more questions, then you can submit your questions beneath the video here, or you can email wildguard at gmail.com. And that's a wrap for today's COVID chat with Kat.